Well, hello, everyone. Today is October 2nd, 2020. My name is Byron Howell, and I want to start off a bit of a new format. You know, I've been uh, creating some videos online and turning them into podcasts, and that's been going okay, but I'm really just, you know, working through it, praying about it, trying to see what's the best format to get this information out, because because the fact is, is there are some fascinating and wonderful truths in the Word of God that, that really I don't think uh, your average Christian understands. I don't know exactly why that is. I'm sure we could talk about that another time. But, but the reality is I look out in the Christian world, you know, most people seem to consider Christianity kind of a, a hobby or a side interest. Now, I mean, it's true that we're, you know, Christians are born again Christians and most people go to church and they love God. And, and that's great. And that's a wonderful thing. And they bring their kids to church and occasionally they'll read the Bible. But it's not necessarily the core of their life, the foundation of their thinking literally the the guiding light of their existence that might be one way we could put it but the thing is is if they really understood how wonderful god was how wonderful the word of god was how exciting the things of god are then then they would they would make it more a part of their moment by moment existence because it is awesome it is wonderful it is exciting it's in fact the most exciting thing the universe has to offer uh, but we haven't really been taught that. And, and even as I say those things, a lot of you that might hear this might be like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right, Byron, sure. Or, or you've never heard that or you've never really thought of it that way. And it's even hard to swallow that that even might be true. But what I'm going to talk about today is extremely fascinating, extremely exciting, extremely important and I would go so far as to say life-changing. Uh, I can honestly tell you that this is this will go down. I don't care how old I live to be. I'm 39 today. This is not my birthday, but I'm 39 years old. And this will go down as one of the most important things I've ever seen in the Word of God. Now, this is not some personal revelation. I don't mean it like that. There are certainly other people out there that talk about these things but this is going to be brand new to most of you. Most of you have never heard this, and I, I think you're going to be excited about it. In fact, I, I think if you'll you'll make this truth personal, as and what I mean by that is if you'll take these scriptures, if you'll actually read them for yourself, if if you'll kind of take this as a personally personally applicable truth, you're going to get excited about it. You're going to get fired up about it. And really, I want to share a lot of things like this with you. Uh, because because the kingdom of God is is absolutely exciting in every sense of the word. It will change your life. It will get you fired up for the things of God, and it will literally reshape your entire existence. And I'm not exaggerating at all. And uh, so let's dive into this today. And now now I've covered these things on Facebook. Uh, I broke it apart into I believe five different videos. You're welcome to look at that online. But we're going to cover it from front to back today. I'm going to try not to rush, but I'm also going to try not to be redundant, but but just bear with me. And and literally, I cannot overstate the importance of what we are going to talk about today. We are literally going to get a fundamental understanding today of of good versus evil, of 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 the fundamental uh battle or struggle of the universe. We're going to understand our place in that struggle. What we're going to do about it, what we should be doing about it, 
and all sorts of amazing things just like that. And, and literally, this, this might blow your mind, but I tell you what, you need to make this a part of your mental framework and live out of this revelation here. So look, we're going to start with this statement to help you understand this framework, okay, to help you understand where we're going here. And here it is. The devil is the God of this world. Now, most people don't believe that. Most people don't understand that. But that's a starting point to understanding why so many bad things happen in the world today, why there's so much evil out there. But but that's what you need to know. And so I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 4 right now. I would say this is one of the most important verses I've ever you know stumbled upon and really focused on in my life. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, now we could unpack a lot from this verse, but I'm going to start with this. The Apostle Paul refers to the devil as the God of this world. Now, that's a bit difficult to reconcile with some of the other verses in the Bible until we look at the word world in the original Greek language, which is eon or era. It refers specifically to a period of time. And, and it's a little more than just a period of time. It's, it's the age that we are in. That includes the culture. That includes the world systems. It's all of that. And it's all that we would encompass within the word era or eon. The devil is the god of this eon. Now, I could spend more time talking about eon and era and what that means. But, but I'll just say this. The, in the eyes of God, from basically the beginning of Adam and Eve's time, at least outside the garden, from the time they were kicked out of the garden and the prophets began functioning and the kingdom of Israel and so on, all the way through to today, biblically speaking, that in the eyes of God, that is one era, one eon of time, and the devil is the ruler of that eon. Now, now, crazy as that may sound, it is a biblical truth. And what we need to know, it says that, that he is alive and well, and he is actively fighting against people. It says he has blinded the minds of them which believe not. So, so he is actively at work fighting against people and literally blinding people to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Terrible, terrible. So now let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Another very important verse here. This is verses 1 through 2. As for you, now this is to everyone, everyone who is a Christian. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you follows the way, followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Every, my friends, every single one of us, was dead in our transgressions and sins, and we followed the ways of the devil. Now, look, some of you are pretty good people, naturally, but I really wasn't. And and I can be very honest and say, when I look at my life, you know, really before I began following Jesus, that yeah, it's, it's just not going to surprise anybody to think that I was influenced or following the ways of the devil. I mean, I wasn't a Satan worshiper or things like that, but I just wasn't a great person. 
And, and, you know, we can probably see areas in all of our lives where we've struggled to do what's right. We've even pursued that which was wrong, whatever. But, but the truth is, is that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know that. We've lied. We've stolen. We've cheated. We've hated. We've done all sorts of things. And, and all of those, all of those sins are after the, ruler of darkness after the the ways of the devil and every single one of us because of those sins and because of the idea of original sin that we don't need to get into today but we were dead in our transgressions and sins and we followed the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit at work in those who are disobedient you see the devil is the god of this eon and he is actively at work in non-christians the the devil is actively at work through evil people in this world. It's a terrible and tragic reality, but that is the truth. And when we look out at the world, at the, you know, we look at the drug trade, the slave trade, the sex trafficking, the, the all sorts of terrible things that are alive and well in the world today. People think that this is, it must be God's will, that it must be God's plan. Anything like that is totally unbiblical. It's totally wrong. I don't care who you heard it from. But it is the fact that the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy is the God of this period of time. And he is actively at work in people. Now, that is a fact. Terrible as it is. But let's continue. Colossians 1, chapter 12 through 13. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. You need to understand that not only did the devil blind you to the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only is he continuing to do that for millions and millions of people, billions around the world, but that in fact, and, and not only did he influence us as he continues to influence billions around the world, we were under his authority. It, you see in this verse, it says, for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Dominion in the word, in the Greek is the word exousia, which means legal jurisdiction or authority. Every single person who is not in the family of God, who is not a born again Christian, is under the dominion of the devil. Now, look, again, that's just a hard reality, but reality it is. We were under the legal jurisdiction of the devil. And so no wonder we got sick. No wonder we had financial problems. No wonder we had difficulties. No wonder there are so many terrible things in this world. The whole Eon, the whole era, this whole age is under his dominion. But thank God it says that Jesus rescued us and brought us into the kingdom of God. It says under the kingdom of the son that he loves. Or we could put it another way. We'll just call it the kingdom of God. So we were brought out of the authority and dominion of the devil and brought into the kingdom of God. That happened the moment you be became a Christian and it is extremely, extremely important. No more does the devil have any authority in your life. But we'll come back to that. 
And let me just now read you this verse, because this is also very important. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, this is a very interesting verse. It's read often. I mean, most people have heard that verse, right? But but you can really understand that verse once you understand that the devil and the dominion of darkness is alive and well today. It's in existence. It's hurting people. It's stealing, killing, destroying. It's blinding. It's doing all of these terrible things. Literally, the devil is exercising his authority in the era that we are in. And so there is a conflict. This is the great conflict of the universe. It is the conflict between the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God, the dominion of darkness and the kingdom of the son of Jesus, uh, excuse me, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And you see, the question now is, all right, all right, praise God. Great, Byron, glad to hear it. I've been brought out from under the authority of Satan, and now I'm a member of the kingdom of God. What do I do now? Well, this is where we're going. It says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against these unclean spirits, against these principalities, against these rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are called into this fight. It is the great fight of the universe It is the war that we are called into. It's the war to end all wars. And it is our job to take our place in the kingdom of God, excuse me, in the kingdom of God and fight against the dominion of darkness. So now, now let's, we're going to come back to that idea, but I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the kingdom of God, because if we understand this a little bit, that that'll further help us take our place and understand what we need to do now in this life. So remember, I read you the verse uh, from Second Corinthians that the devil is the god of this age, and remember also that I read you the verse from Colossians. So now we know that we are removed from the dominion of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God. So Matthew four twenty three. Now now here's the thing. Some churches talk about the kingdom of God, and some churches kind of allude to it generally. But we need to have a true fundamental understanding of the kingdom of God, far beyond what I I would say I have, far beyond what most people have. We need to be studying this and understanding this. Why? Because this is the kingdom that you and I live in. I may be an American citizen. You may be a citizen of wherever. but, But as a Christian... Our most important citizenship and our most important allegiance is to the kingdom of God. So now what I want to show you briefly is how important the subject of the kingdom of God was to Jesus and in his ministry. Matthew 4.23, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. The phrase gospel of the kingdom is used multiple times. And here we see that Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. You see, we get the idea that Jesus was running around preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that that's not wrong. It's not wrong to say that because certainly he was and is the ever living Messiah. And he always will be 
and and it is his kingdom. Okay, he is definitely the king, but but he was talking about the kingdom of God, and it was not just the gospel of our salvation through Jesus Christ, but it was also, and it is also, the gospel of the kingdom of God, the good news that we are taken out from under the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. Now listen to this. This is extremely striking. This is from Acts chapter 1, and this is talking about what Jesus did after he came back, uh, after he rose from the grave. Acts 1, verses 1 through 3. This is the Apostle Luke who wrote this, and this is what he's talking about. In my first book, I told you, that that's the book of Luke, his first book. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Very, very important, very interesting statement. Byron, what was the dominant thing that Jesus talked about after he rose from the grave, after he'd been to heaven, after he'd, you know, purified the heavenly temple, the things, the most wondrous things that we could ever imagine. What did he talk about? He talked about the kingdom of God. And that was the core message that he wanted to preach to his disciples that they would understand this. Now, Matthew 13, 44 through 46. This is Jesus talking. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. This verse is pretty much self-explanatory. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is the is the single most important thing for us to pursue. It is the single most important thing for us to use as the foundation and the guiding light of our life. It is worth us selling everything, leaving everything to pursue the kingdom of God. I didn't say that. Jesus did. But you see, even as I say those things, and this might be, you know, just just my own time outside of the kingdom of God and my own thinking. The moment I say those things, I know some people, they begin to look at their following Christ as an unfortunate trade off. Like, oh, if I start to pursue Jesus, then I have to give up this. Oh, if I start to pursue the kingdom of God, then I have to make this trade that's become uncomfortable to my flesh. Guys, I just want you to know that that is a deception from the dominion of darkness. That is that that feeling that you might feel is part of the deception when the devil blinded our eyes to the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Listen, that the kingdom of heaven is compared to a treasure. 
It's compared to a the finest pearl the world has ever seen, right? That God wants to bless you in every single area of your life. And I'm not using some weird version of the word bless that Christians come up with sometime. I'm talking about God wants you to ride on the high places of the earth. That's what it says in Isaiah. That Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Yes, there is a struggle. There is a fight. The dominion of darkness, it's a war. And we are called into the war. But that is part of the treasure. That is part of the great excitement. There is nothing like going to war against the dominion of darkness on behalf of your loving creator and father, God. And you see, think about a great warrior, okay? Think about a great knight from a movie or a great soldier, uh, you know, whatever. And, and you say, you know, did you hate the struggle? Did you hate the war? Certainly, there are very negative things associated with war and combat. There's no doubt about it. I'm not trying to make a light of them. But, but, but those moments, right? The, the moments, the war, the fight, the struggle for a great warrior, for a great soldier. The Bible actually talks about Psalms, you know, that, that, a, that a, a, an athlete rejoices uh, that you would rejoice as a strong man to run your race. An athlete rejoices when it's time to step up and run the Olympic race, to, to play the championship game. A warrior is, is excited to go to war because that's what he was born to do. And I'm digressing a little bit here, but I, I just need you to understand how, how wonderful the kingdom of God is and how, and how important and how wonderful it will be for you when you begin to seek the kingdom of God correctly and you take your place against the, in the kingdom and begin fighting against the dominion of darkness. I just need to convey that idea clearly because I don't want you to think that this is some negative trade-off that, oh, here, you got to take a poverty vow and a chastity vow and I don't know, five or six other vows. You know, you can't eat this, can't do that, whatever. Look, look, God is a holy God and we are called to holiness. But I'm telling you what, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and life more abundantly. The gospel is the good news and you will never regret anything you do for God. And I, I'm bringing good news here today. I'm bringing the good news about the kingdom. Listen to this. He says, this is uh, Matthew, let me find it here, Matthew six thirty three. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, look, most people have heard that verse, right? And primarily people associate that verse with how to get my needs met. All right, I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. I'm going to pay casual attention to his righteousness and hopefully God will provide everything I need. And let me just say, look, look. That's what the Bible says, all right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And in that particular context, it's talking about the things you need for your life, where you live, what you wear, what you eat, and so on. And yes, this is a promise to get your needs met. But focus on the first clause here. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Let that be the guiding light of your existence that you seek the kingdom of God 
and with all that you do. So now, now let's look at a few more verses so we understand the kingdom of God. John 18, 36. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from here. All right. Luke 17, 20 through 21. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will be, excuse me, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God, God cannot be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, here it is or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. Here's the thing, all right? When we start to think about the kingdom of God, it's not an earthly kingdom in the sense of, of the kingdoms that we picture the moment that we start thinking about the word kingdom. We start picturing a castle, maybe a king and queen, things like that. It, it is a kingdom in the sense that it is a realm or a sphere where there is a ruler, all right, or there is a king, Jesus, of course, being that king, but because he's the king of kings, but it's in a different realm. It's not in the natural realm. It's not in the physical realm. You may call to get into politics, but we're not trying to set up a kingdom of God in the physical earth, so to speak, but rather the kingdom of God is an unseen spiritual dominion. All right. Now, look, that's kind of a mouthful and I don't want to get too deep today, but that's what you need to understand. The kingdom of God is an unseen spiritual dominion and and it is within and among us Christians now. OK, I am in the kingdom now. I can't see it. I can't feel it, but it is my unseen spiritual reality that I am now a member of the kingdom of God. And, and literally my very existence is tied now to the kingdom of God. Again, I can't see it. I can't feel it. It's not natural. It's not of this world. However, it is a reality. Listen to this. This gives us an understanding here. Matthew twelve twenty eight. Jesus says, but if I am casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Okay, what he's saying is, is if I'm out here taking authority over demons and over unclean spirits and under over the dominion of darkness, then what you are seeing is a manifestation of the kingdom of God that is here now. The kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus was going out and preaching and demonstrating about the unseen realm of God's authority. The unseen realm of God's authority, the kingdom of God. That's fundamentally what we're talking about. Notice this. Matthew 24, 14. Jesus says, this is at the end of his, uh, at the end of his ministry. And this got people, because remember, the disciples were asking him, what will be the end of the world? They're using that word eon in the Greek. When, when is the end of this era? Jesus says, and this gospel of the kingdom 
shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Guys, the kingdom of God is the unseen realm of God's authority. It is in direct opposition to the dominion of darkness. It is alive and well today, but we as Christians are brought in to the kingdom of God and we are called into the struggle. We are called into the fight. It's not a fight against people. Those people, they've had their minds blinded by Satan. They're under the influence of Satan. They don't even understand what they're doing. That's why our fight is not against people. Our fight is against the unclean spirits from the dominion of darkness. This is the true fight that we're called into on behalf of the kingdom of God. We are to seek the kingdom. How can I advance the kingdom? How can I more closely align myself with the ways of God, the righteousness of God, the agenda of God? Remember, Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the guiding principle of our life. We are to seek and to preach the kingdom. I am supposed to seek the kingdom for myself and for my calling and for everything I'm supposed to do with my life and for my family. And I'm supposed to preach the kingdom because fundamentally there are two kinds of people in this world. Say whatever you want. It's the truth. There are people that are in the kingdom of God, like you and I, my Christian brothers and sisters. And there are people that God wants to be in the kingdom of God. There's not a single human alive that God has already rejected for eternity. That God's already said, I have no place in this kingdom for that man or woman. No, he loves everybody. Jesus died for everybody. And it's our job to preach the gospel of the kingdom to everyone. Now, look, I get it. You may have a day job. You may be whatever. I have a day job. You may not be full-time ministry, but every single one of us is called to seek and preach the kingdom. Why? Because God loves everyone. Jesus came that everyone might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. God wants everyone to ride on the high places of the earth. There's room in the kingdom for everybody. And that's the will of God. It's so important that we focus on expanding the kingdom, fighting against the unclean spirits of the world, fighting for the kingdom. Now, I want to now talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about this struggle against the dominion of darkness. And I want you to understand just, just how far this goes. I want to, I want to read briefly this verse here, this verse from Ephesians. Let me see, where, where is this? This is Ephesians chapter two. When remember it says that, uh, that, okay. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. Okay. So we were dead. We were dead. But now, but now we have been made alive in Christ. All right. We have been brought all the way from death to life because of Christ. Remember also in Colossians, it says that we were uh, rescued from the dominion of darkness and moved into the kingdom of God. Remember that we were brought out from under the authority 
of Satan and brought under the authority of God. So let me just recap that. We were brought from death to life. We were brought from uh, the dominion of darkness all the way into the kingdom of God. And now I want to talk a little bit more about your authority and power. This is Luke 9, chapters 1, excuse me, Luke 9, 1 to 2. Then he called, then Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay, so that was Jesus to the 12. Now, and let me notice this. It, it says he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. That authority is the same word, exousia. So even while Jesus was alive, he gave the disciples exousia or authority over unclean spirits and the devil. Now look at this. This is Luke 10. So Jesus first gives this authority to 12 people. And now he's going to give it to 70 more. It's either 70 or 72, depending on the translation you're looking at. But now he's talking to the 70. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That word, the first version, power, again, is exousia, authority. Jesus says, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Guys, we weren't just brought out from under the devil's authority and into the kingdom of God. We weren't just brought from death into life. When we got that, when we made that transition, we were also immediately given authority over the entire dominion of darkness. We now have, as members of the kingdom of God, authority over the dominion of darkness. Look at Mark 16, because I want to make sure some of you who are aggressively listening might be thinking, well, Byron, okay, great. That was, that was 82 people that were alive while, while Jesus was alive on the earth. That's the 82 people he was talking to there. Okay. Mark 16, the last words of Jesus that appear in the book of Mark. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Here's the point. The the same authority that the 82 or 84 had in the lifetime of Jesus has now been extended to us today. We are those who are the continuation of their ministry. We are those who have believed and nothing can hurt us. Nothing can stop us. We can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We can uh, cast out and take authority over unclean spirits and demons in the name of Jesus. And we are supposed to now go out 
and participate in this fight. Participate in this struggle. For remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We are supposed to take this authority from the kingdom of God and go out and aggressively fight against the dominion of darkness. And let me just say this. I don't think that that's, that idea is, is preached a lot. Now, now look, there's no question. You take my church. I go to a great church. You, my church has a lot of service opportunities, a lot of opportunities to bless members of the community, to help people, to pray for people, all sorts of stuff. All the, all the programs that you might want to see at a church, we've got. And, and those are absolutely ways that we can fight against the dominion of darkness, help people, preach the gospel to people, get people saved, help them to stand up on their own two feet, help them to get life going again with the help of God. And that is absolutely what we should be doing. And But let me say this, that is part of fighting against the dominion of darkness. And, and what I'm saying is that those service opportunities are great and should be encouraged. And if you're not involved in one, you, you certainly should be. But but we need to maybe tweak the mental framework a little bit. You see, it is a wonderful thing to go out and help poor people. It's a wonderful thing to help out and uh, help out with sick people or, or all whatever program it might be. It doesn't matter. Those are wonderful things. But fundamentally, we are called to rise up and fight against the dominion of darkness. There are billions of people, literally billions of people in this world that have that are under the influence of the devil, that are still in the dominion of darkness, and God wants every single one of them to come in to the kingdom of God. Every single one of them should come in to the kingdom of God. And, and that is our job. That is something that we need to put forefront in our minds. So yes, look, maybe a particular service opportunity is not your thing. Maybe going and helping people at the nursing home is not your thing. That was something my, my stepmother and father did for a long time. They probably still do it. I'm not even sure. But, but I'm just using that as an example. Maybe that's not your thing. Don't worry about that. But but what is your thing is to take your place in the kingdom and fight against the dominion of darkness. And I tell you, my friends, maybe you've never experienced this and maybe you're just going to have to take my word for it. When you take your place in the kingdom of God, fighting against the dominion of darkness, first of all, when you say, God, I want to take my place, he will absolutely lead you to your place in the army of God. Right? Reminds me of that song my mom sang to me when I was a kid. Onward Christian soldiers. Every single one of us. He will absolutely help you find your place. For you to go and start taking authority. And, and taking ground from the dominion of darkness. And fundamentally that's getting people saved. And getting people healed and helped. Exactly what we see in the life of the apostles. And in the ministry of Jesus. But look. I'm now going to read to you, and this is kind of going to be one of our closing thoughts here. I, I want to read to you a very, a very short statement from Jesus that is 
profoundly important. I was actually blown away when I started to realize these things and then I saw this, I was, I was blown away. This is Mark thirteen thirty four. For the Son of Man, this is Jesus talking himself, the Son of Man is Jesus. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. My friends, we have the wrong idea about the activity of God and Jesus Christ in the earth today. I'm not going to go as far as some people that say that, you know, God and Jesus are doing nothing. They're doing absolutely nothing. I mean, that's people that say that it's too strong. It's too much. God, as you probably know, God is actively talking to people constantly worldwide round round the clock. God, God wants you to hear his voice. Uh, we also know Jesus is actively interceding for us in the throne room, ever living to make intercession for the saints. That's what it says. That, that there are activities that they continue to do. But, but by and large, for the most part, by far, it is up to us. We are the ones on the earth today that have been given the authority. Listen to it, it says, the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey. Jesus is gone. Yes, yes, he's alive in us, okay? Of course, we know that. But 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 he in his physical form is in heaven. We are his body on earth now. We are the ones on earth now to continue his ministry and he's not there. His ministry only continues through us. People think that whatever God wants to happen is going to happen. People think that whatever God wants to be done is going to get done or it doesn't matter. No, no, that's wrong. That is absolutely unbiblical. It will not happen if Christians don't take their place and make it happen. We have to rise up as the body of Christ. He is as a man taking a far journey. He's in heaven. This is telling us he's leaving. Who left his house and gave what? Gave authority to his servants. He has given us this authority, this exousia, this legal jurisdiction. What? What authority is it? It's authority over the dominion of darkness that we need to understand, that we need to exercise, and we need to take our place in this fight using the authority that he's that he's given us. And look, look, I love this. He says, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work. Every single one of us Christians has been given legal authority over all the power of the enemy. The devil may attack me, right? I'm, I'm in the fight. He, he might try to attack me. But no weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I condemn. That's Isaiah speaking prophetically. There is no authority in the dominion of darkness. There is no power that is greater than the authority I have been given. So now I take authority in Jesus' name over unclean spirits that are trying to affect me, trying to affect my family, trying to harm people in my life. I take authority over the unclean spirits that are trying to rip apart 
this country. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ Almighty. And I command you to cease your activities. To the greatest extent of my authority of the, in the kingdom of God, I take my authority and I wage war against the dominion of darkness. This is what we are called into. And, and, and he says, and to every man his work. Some of my friends uh, just started a ministry that, that are helping people get furniture and get back on their feet so they can care for their children and care for their family members. And they're preaching the gospel and they're, they're winning the lost. That is, that is a work that they've been given by Jesus himself. And, and God will give you your work too. There are many, many ways, countless probably, to fight against the dominion of darkness, to work for the kingdom of God. But it is our job to to understand the work that we've been given, to understand the authority. Every single one of us has been given both authority and a job. I get it. Most people don't know their job for the kingdom. I love the approach that our church is, takes, you know, with this kind of kick the tires approach. Hey, then this just take this from me, okay? Go serve somewhere. Go try something, whether it's handing out food at the soup kitchen or, or delivering groceries or whatever it is. Give it a shot. See how it feels. Hold God, God, is this the work that you want me to do? What is my work? I guarantee you the moment you start seeking the kingdom, seeking the kingdom, your, your spiritual ears are going to be opened to God in a new way. Right, Because now you understand the fight you're called into, the battle you're called into. You understand your place in the kingdom of God and the authority that you've been given over the dominion of darkness. I want to just stress, God loves every single person. And he has given us, the Christians, authority and jobs so that we can show his love, his goodness, his power to the world. As for you, the devil has no authority in your life. And whatever he's trying to do, look, remember what Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Whatever you see the devil trying to do in your life, to your kids, to your family, to whoever, you have legal jurisdiction to put an end to it to take authority over it, to bind that unclean spirit, to cast out that unclean spirit, to do what needs to be done. And, you know, some of you might be thinking, man, I, I, I like that idea, but I don't even know what to say. Look, first of all, we can talk about that. You're always welcome to contact me personally, but but just relax. The Holy Spirit is in you to speak through you and give you the words. So you say, God, I'm coming before you right now. And I'm going to take my authority in Jesus' name. And whatever it is, you start speaking to that thing directly because we speak to the mountain. We don't talk to the, we don't talk to God about our mountains. We talk to mountains about our God. That's a very, very important point. Sounds cliche, but very important. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I command you off that person's life. Devil, in Jesus' name, I command you to stop your activities in the life of so-and-so. I command you to stop your activities against this nation right now in Jesus' name. Christians, 
It's time to seek the kingdom of God like never before. These are the days that, that we need to rise and shine because our light has come. Our light's been around a long time. You've had your light since the moment you got saved. It's time to rise and shine. Take your authority and do your work because that is our job. And and you know what, guys? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, take it from me, that this is absolutely the great secret to your personal fulfillment, your personal purpose, your the, the most exciting part of your life will be waging war on behalf of the kingdom of God against the dominion of darkness and spreading the love and goodness of God to a lost and dying world. You are free. You are empowered. You have diplomatic immunity. You have all the authority and power of heaven standing behind you. My friends, I love you. We'll talk more about these things, but I pray this blesses you. Take the time, read the verses, study it out. You are one of the people that Jesus has given you authority and to work. And he is with you even to the end of this age to advance the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray this blesses you. Have a good one.